everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from rainy Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to be talking about disasters and God's will. Yeah, we are. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, there's some uh, some shit going down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Lord yeah. is clearly upset with us. Well, with the, the Caribbean and well, Florida. And now Mexico City, and with well, and he, he lit a bunch of the states on fire, and half of Asia's underwater. It's 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 a crazy mixed up world we live in right I now. I know. Who, know, so who knows what's going on? Too bad. It is too bad. So, I, well, I'd hate to be in one of them. That's for sure. Well, what's nice for the people? What's nice them. is that we are safe and sound, tucked into the Wasatch Mountains, where nothing can hurt us ever <laughs> in the world. Except for some massive earthquake. Except for when the massive earthquake hits and just destroys the entire city of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Uh, but until then, we're we're fine. Hey, what do you got? You got anything good for well, us? Well, I have an update about uh, gay cakes. Uh, well, great. Gay wedding cakes. The gay, gay birthday cakes. I mean, all gay, cakes are kind of uh, gay. Anniversary cakes. I feel like cake in general is kind of a gay concept. Like in a good way. Yeah. They're celebratory and... Well, it's... They're they're happy. They're, they're ha- happy occasions. Yeah. You very very rarely does one have sad cakes. Yeah. Who does a sad cake? There because- actually is a kind of cake called a sad cake, but well, that's miserable. <laughs> don't ever don't ever do that. All cakes are happy. Anywho, um, <laughs> this uh, sort of famous case that's coming out of Colorado, where the conservative religious, probably evangelical, if I remember right, baker. Refused to bake a cake for, uh, I think, a lesbian couple's wedding, right? And now uh, it's the whole thing has turned into this international affair. Almost, oh yeah, right. Just, just terrible. Well, the LDS Church has signed on, uh, is lending their voice uh, in an effort to support the bakers. Right. Uh, just week, weeks after they did that whole, they, they they gained all of that goodwill by by supporting that concert that was for gay homeless yeah. youth. Yeah. Weeks after that, they're, they weighed this. in with for no reason into this cake right. debacle. Right. And so uh, th- this document uh, that's being sent over, that was also signed by a majority of Utah's state senators uh, as sort of one of these friend of the court brief an amicus brief yes indeed uh one of the lines in the thing says now the court has protected now that the court has protected the liberty of same-sex couples it is equally important to protect the religious liberties of conscientious objectors (laughs) is that what this is no conscientiously objecting no one's sending this baker into war <laughs> this isn't that is not what is happening uh it's the cultural war though Dan. it is it well it's the, the front lines of the culture cultural is, war. i mean they're they're yeah. warring oh uh, yeah against culture that's um, for sure yeah but we're, uh, we're on the side of culture we we need a compromise position between lgbt protections and religious liberty um, and then of course, I mean, uh, yeah, we, I, I'm all for protecting religious liberty. It just, you just don't get, you just don't get to discriminate when you, you open a business. Rights. Yeah. When you open a business and it's just like your business is making cake. You can't right. deny that cake to a black couple. Right. You can't deny it to a Jewish couple. No. And you can't deny it to a gay couple. Right. Exactly. You can't deny it to a Muslim well, couple. Well, and here's the deal. It seems as though, because these would be the first people to call out anyone treating them differently because they're Mormon. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But all they're doing is paving uh, the road that would allow that to happen. If they're, if it weren't so harmful harmful to their business, I would, I would certainly, uh, if I were a baker, I would 100% be tempted to be like, ah, I don't do Christian weddings. <laughs> I would 1,000% be tempted to do that. It would be bad, stupid for business. Right. But like, yeah. Is this what you guys want? You guys want people to be able to do that? Yeah. We should open a bakery called Hateful Cakes. Right. Hate Cakes. Hate Cakes. And uh, Hatesy Cakesy. Pick the people that we don't like. Right. And we don't make cakes for them. And just, yeah, as they walk in, if we we don't like the smell on them. Yeah. If we don't like the vibe that we're getting. No. Oh, I'd be good at that. (laughs) You'd be too good at that. I'd be really good at that. Mm Mm-mm. No, <laughs> you do not get a cake. 
Well, Dingus McGee, Mike Lee, oh. our, our our actual senator, senator can, uh, goes off to Congress, Mike yeah. Lee. Um, he says, more and more the adherents of this creed, meaning uh, the, the, the people who... Who hate gays. No. For Jesus? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, the people so who the, like gays. The ruling elites, the secular progressive creed, right? Oh, yeah. More and more, the adherents of this creed seek to use the power of government to steamroll disfavored groups. Oh, yeah. So they force evangelical caterers to bake cakes, celebrating same-sex marriages. Right. And they force nuns to purchase contraceptive coverage and sue <laughs> religious hospitals that won't perform abortions or sex reassignment surgeries. This they they are desperate for another culture war. Oh, they're. I mean, they they need one. I mean, they've de- they've declared it. They've declared it. It's like they've declared the war. It's just the the problem is that they're tilting at windmills. Yeah, to a large extent. Well, I, it it's just really, but that's where you want to go. You want to be on the side of exclusion and right, like like that, like we're. Who who's surprised at sort of the rise of Nazism in this country? Right, right. When when, when this so easily dovetails into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to like draw too. I don't. I'm not calling Mike Lee a Nazi. I'm not calling these these bake cakers. I mean, cake bakers, Nazis. No, but it's it's it, there's some some thread that connects them. But you can't and you can't and look the at hatred. these things happening. It's and, the discrimination, and then you see. You know the alt right, and you you can't say, I did not see that coming. Right, not see that coming. See what I did oh, there? God, see, uh huh? Yeah, do don't do that. Yeah. Please don't make light of Nazis. I will in this day and age. I will. I will I, make light of all of Nazis the things. are so fucking serious. <laughs> it's true they are. <laughs> uh there you go, baking. Yeah, the church wading into an issue that they didn't need to. They don't have, need to be involved. They in didn't this. need to involve themselves at all. Right. Good thing that they dove in. I'm so glad because they might have not undone all of the work, all of the goodwill that they that they had built up. They might have right. just kept it. Right. But no, they knew better. Right. I tell you what, I feel like there is a war happening in that inside the church. Inside the church, and yeah. like. Certain people at the top are try are going in one direction, and certain people at the top are going in another direction, and they just won't. Well, wh- which it's which just... apostle has the gay brother? Oh, Who I is don't that? know. Don't they all have? That? Well, there's one got... that's actually like an outspoken. Oh, really? Gay man. Oh, okay. there was actually an article in the Tribune this week about. Oh, okay. It. So there you go. It's a it's a war. It's a war that's happening. <laughs> I'm going to take us to uh, to. Well, first, to southern Utah, uh, former home of Warren Jeffs and his merry band of polygamizing fundamentalist Mormons uh, down there. Now now his home is a a jailhouse in Texas, is a prison in Texas. Yeah, and Um, rightly so. And rightly so. Well, he just lost another pretty big uh, legal battle. Uh, And this I am so happy about. Uh, Elite... A woman named Alyssa Wall was uh, recently uh, re- awarded more than $16 million in damages uh, owing to the fact that Jeffs married her off to her cousin at age 14. Oh, my God. Uh, this was – a marriage at age 14 in the state of Utah is legal, I think. Uh, but this wasn't a legal marriage. This no. was This was a – what they term spiritual marriage. Right. Uh, because they operate outside of the legal uh, definition of marriage in this country. Um, so this was child rape. Indeed. And, and, and trafficking, really. Because legal. It wasn't just spiritual child rape. It was also legal. It was also just, yeah, just statutory rape of a child. Uh, she, she was married. Uh, this, was in, this happened in 2001. Uh, and she sued Jeffs and the uh, fundamentalist. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. And yeah, $16 million is no small shakes. Yeah, that's good. That is a lot of uh, of money. Is the money there? I doubt it. But I'd, yeah, I don't know how that works in this blood from a stone 
sort of environment. They've yeah. got a lot of money. I mean, they have holdings and whatnot, some so of maybe, which was divvied up and, and divided out by the state. Yeah, I mean, there's that trust. Does she get some money from the trust? Maybe. I don't know. Works? I do not know. But, huh. yes, it's uh, that's that, that that's a thing that happened. She is now an activist against uh, their practices. Uh, she, wow. she said, quote, Warren Jeffs exercised this absolute control, power, and authority. Oh, no, sorry. This is the, this is the judge, Keith Kelly, okay. who said, Warren Jeffs okay. exercised this absolute control, power, and authority over her life so that he could require her as a young girl to enter into an unlawful spiritual marriage. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. No. That is child abuse, among other things. Right. Uh, so, how, old, how old is she now, does it say? Well, she was 14 in, what did I say, 2001? Okay. So do some math on that. She's 30. Yeah. Uh, so good for her, uh, and uh, and hopefully she'll continue. She's a she's an activist uh, to help yeah. uh, others who are in her former situation. Yeah. Because uh, that's not cool. No. That's not okay. Um, I have... The story, Dan, of a religious order in Belgium okay. that uh, owns and operates fi- uh, 15 psychiatric hospitals. Whoa. Uh, it's the Brothers of Charity. It's the Brothers of Catholic. You're crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catholic. Yeah. And they allow their doctors to perform euthanasia. Oh, uh it's a psychiatric hospital um they are the doc uh, in so, belgium doctors so when, are, a, when a person elects on their uh, this uh, is, i'm about to go okay there. uh so doctors in belgium are legally allowed to kill people with mental health problems at the person's request at their own request right I mean, this is euthanasia this is not doctor assisted this is full-on the doctor is the one taking the life. Right. But the person is of sound enough mind that they yes. can make the decision for they have, themselves. Can, they, they have decided that, this, that they are going, they have requested for the doctor to take their life. Right. Okay. They're done. They're done. Um, they, this the isn't, euthanasia can only be Because it does performed. sound a little bit like, like the doctor could just be making a unilateral decision. Like, no. you're pretty crazy. We're, we're going to go through the process here. Yeah. Uh, the euthanasia uh, can only be performed if there are no reasonable, quote, uh, quote unquote, no reasonable treatment alternatives. Okay. Okay. Uh, requests uh, would only be considered with the greatest caution. Sure. And they must be evaluated by three doctors, at least. Sure. In order, to, and the doctors have to concur and, you know, be on yeah. board and say, yes, this person is able to make this decision and there's nothing that we can do to help them right through their misery we've tried all the interventions they're we've just done everything they're just not right. going to work and so this person wants their life to end we will make that happen um ah but this poses a problem for because they're catholics, catholics. Yeah. yeah the pope has actually asked them directly to stop this uh they have 30 oh. days to comply Okay. Or they had 30 days to comply. Um, I believe we're still in the window of time for them to comply. Okay. And the Brothers of Charity have released a statement saying that they uh, do not feel that euthanasia is inconsistent with Catholic doctrine. Ho! Uh, (laughs) They are reading different books than I am. (laughs) And so... They are uh, in defiance of Pope Francis right now. Fuck you, Pope. And they are going to continue doing what is legal in Belgium. Wow. And apparently in the Netherlands as well. And uh, there's even a, yeah. There, there are people who are death tourists who go to different countries where either doctor-assisted suicide or, or, or... Well, they don't really go to other countries. They go to, no, other, I'm, I'm to saying- another country. If you're a death yes. tourist, you you yeah. get to do it one time. Indeed. Although you, you might you, you can't might go experience death in all the places. No, but you might go you might go and you know talk to a Swiss doctor and be like, mm, I'm not feeling it here. I'm mm. going to try Belgium. Yes, indeed. Just, I'm going to bounce okay. around and and then you find the place that you're just gelling with. You're like, oh, this is good. Well, what if you? Oh, I'm going to have them kill me. Experienced euthanasia, 
in this country, <laughs> but you also experienced, you know, revival. Oh. Right? You had them bring you back. <laughs> so you I could don't... then go try death in another country. And you could it's, really compare. It's like, the Flatliners uh, yeah. tour. You could, have, you could write the guidebook to death. I don't like know. it. I don't like it. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Sounds like Kurt Vonnegut's thing that he did. <laughs> Re- reports from the other side oh, or whatever. Okay. He did it for, I think, WNYC huh. in the last years of his life. And he'd report back from... Dr. Kevorkian was helping him. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Or maybe Dr. Kevorkian was his, was his Virgil. I can't remember. His spirit guide. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, well, defying the Pope. Yeah. There you go. So we're going to see how that one plays out. Yeah. Because defying the Pope. My guess is for that's the right go well for the Brothers of Charity. Kill people. Well, they won't, they'll, they'll then just be the men of charity. They will no longer be. the men. Yeah. 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 They'll yeah. no longer be, uh, official. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take us, uh, to the United States Air Force. Oh. Uh, which I don't know if you know this. Where is that? But is subject to the uh, and every every member thereof declares their allegiance to uh, the Constitution of the United States of America. I, uh, so okay. So so you'd think that that would mean that they would honor that uh, <laughs> that Constitution. Uh, a, cha- a a chaplain in the United States Air Force, Captain Sonny Hernandez. Uh, recently maybe fell afoul of that. Maybe wasn't quite up on his uh on, on what he should be doing in terms in terms of the Constitution when he said quote counterfeit Christians in the armed forces will appeal to the Constitution and not Christ. And they have no local church home, which means they have no accountability for their souls. This is why so many professing Christian service members will say, we support everyone's right to practice their faith, regardless if they worship a God different from ours, because the Constitution protects this right. So far, he's describing exactly how a service person should indeed act. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he continued, Christian service members who openly profess and support the rights of Muslims, Buddhists, and all other anti-Christian worldviews, to practice their religions because the language in the Constitution permits are grossly in error and deceived. Oh, indeed. Oh, they sound so deceived. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> he's the one that's in error. Because what the fuck? Yeah. Because these chaplains, I will remind our audience, are not just there for their Christian Right, service for everyone. They're there as a as a as a resource for all of our of our airmen, supposedly even the atheists. Supposedly even them. Yes, the worst people in the air force. (laughs) He is meant to be serving them too, Uh, but he clearly does not believe that. Um, The Murfuf, the Murfuf. The Military Religious Freedom Foundation ah. uh, has filed multiple requests uh, that he be investigated, as they should. Uh-huh. The man should lose his job. Uh, oh, yeah. He's basically just declared, I don't believe in my job, and I don't want to do it properly. It's Get him out of there. Yeah. You don't belong there. Go be a pastor some hateful place. Yeah, where you're allowed to be. Where you can say nasty. all the hateful, nasty shit you want to about everybody. Is that really the advice? I think the advice is quit being such a hateful bastard. Oh, you yeah, piece of but shit. He's not going to do that. No, I know, but like, <laughs> I don't want to give him advice. Any other advice than that? Okay. Learn to love everyone. You're such a good just, person, just as Frank. Jesus loved everyone. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. How about how about stop worrying so much about what is and isn't in the Constitution, and maybe read your book and figure out what <laughs> Jesus would like, because he didn't just minister to Christians. Yeah. He's never. He never even met a Christian the entire time he was alive. Never did. Met a bunch of Jews, yeah. met a bunch of non-Jews, yeah. and he kind of said, love them all. Yeah. But, okay. Well, but see, there, therein lies the whole issue here, Dan. Yeah. Christianity didn't exist yet. Right. So. But if it had. If it had existed, Jesus, then he would have been more hateful. Jesus would obviously have been like, you know what? Fuck everybody who isn't yeah. in the me religion. <laughs> If you're not in the me business, in the business of uh, loving on me, yeah, fuck you. 
<laughs> Muslims. No, they didn't exist yet. Well, but once they do, yeah. oh, they kind of love on him too, though. Eh, ish. Not not well enough. Not they don't really. They, they like tolerate. They, they like their guy more. Oh, and that's, a lot. Like, and that sucks. A lot more. Yeah, Jesus doesn't like that. No, got to be central. Yeah. Well, my next story, yeah, uh, is one that goes back to the very roots of our podcasting. Ooh. Did you know that the world is about to end? Again? Again. It just keeps ending. It does. Over and over and over. Or rather, it keeps about to ending. (laughs) It it still hasn't made it to that next level. The actual ending? The actual ending of the the Actually, one of these people is right. 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 Uh, David Mead is the latest one to come out. It's a name I don't remember ever having heard before. Uh, yeah, he posts video. He at least has posted a video on YouTube. Okay, that has caught a lot of traction. Uh, called September twenty third, two thousand seventeen. You need to see this. Skandinav. And you're not going to make it to your next birthday. I know. That's that's day before my birthday, Dan. So he has based this whole prediction. On some numerical codes that he's found in the Bible. Oh, yeah. That's that, what they do now. That's, that's it's the, the only classic. way to do it, really. It's the classic. Um, his number that he's obsessed with is the number 33. Okay. okay. Jesus lived for 33 so, years. So why isn't it just September 33rd? Well, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus lived for 33 years. Yeah. The name Elohim, which is the name of God to the Jews, Yeah. Right. was mentioned 33 times. In the Bible. Okay. Okay. This is, oh, oh. Gotta so. Wa- Got to watch this number, right? So far, well beyond what could right. possibly be explained by Biblically significant number. Yeah. And here's the deal. September 23rd is 33 days after the total solar eclipse that happened on <laughs> August 21st. Hey, you know what else? There's 33 books in the Bible, plus some. Okay. There's, but there are thirty three, so right. That's there's not thirty three words. There's thirty three words. Yeah. <laughs> if you go, if you count thirty more, thirty three words in from every chapter of the Bible. Uh oh. Uh, there's a word. There's a whole new message. And it's a not yeah. If, and if you put them all together and then rearrange them, uh, you get sentences. You should do that, Dan. That so, sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could teach this David Mead guy some a thing or two. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so, according to Mr. Mead, the book of Revelation uh, has an image that it describes, right, that appears in the sky um, when there's supposed to be a, a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head who gives birth to a boy who will quote rule all the nations with an iron scepter now this this i remember this this is an ancient aztec myth right oh no this is still christian people this is talking. christian this, <laughs> is, this doesn't is make book, any sense what the book of revelation is? dan yeah well um she's threatened by a red seven-headed dragon yeah and then the woman grows and wings of an angel and is swallowed up by the earth. Okay. And then the White so, Walkers come So there's in that. Okay. With the king of the night. So <clears throat> he feels like this is talking about the constellation Virgo, which represents a woman. A, right? a virgin. Yeah. Um, the constellation Virgo is clothed in sunlight in a position that is over the moon. And under nine stars and three planets. The planet Jupiter, which will have been inside Virgo in her womb, uh, right, will move out of Virgo uh, as though she is giving birth. Uh, and this all happened, it, according to him, at the, uh, the, the, the eclipse. It all makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, also, though, Dan, yeah. Mr. Mead wants to make sure that everybody understands he's not saying that the world will actually end on Saturday. Oh, uh, well, then what the fuck? The, the book of Revelation is manifesting that day 
uh, and it's going to lead to a series of catastrophic events. Okay. It will happen over the course of weeks. But so, we've already had cat- catastrophic events. There will be more, Dan. I'm just saying. The catastrophic events have not ended yet. I feel like his his math might be off because we've already started yeah. the catastrophes. I know. I know. He says uh, the world is not ending, but the world as we know it is ending. Boy, this guy's got it down. He's actually not a dumb uh, predictor of the end of the world. Because, because unlike Harold Camping, who was right. like the rapture, of, there's going to be the earthquakes and the things, and then the rapture happens. Right. Like, that's verifiably, testably, uh, didn't e- happen. easily disproved. Yeah. This guy, he's it's, like, some shit's going to go down. Yeah. And it's because Whoa. the world is ending. Boy, you don't even know. <laughs> You're not even ready for the stuff that's about to happen. And, and then the world will still be here. It's just going to be different. It's going to be different. I'm, and the way it's going to be different, look at who is going to win the Oscars. Look oh, at who's yeah. going to win the Tonys. It's going to be... Psh. I'm predicting Meryl Streep does not win. Yeah. That's the end of the world. That's the end of the world right there. The end of the world right there. For me, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. It's just terrible. I would just be crying. Meryl. <laughs> Oh, Meryl. Oh, Meryl. <laughs> All right. Well, look for it, kids. Uh, an end of the world that does not resemble the end of the world is coming your way. <laughs> coming to a theater near you. That'd be a really boring movie. Yeah, exactly. The non-end of the world. End of the world. Uh, I'm going to take us to Australia for a uh, proof uh, of, of predictions that have been made. Oh? Gay marriage is now officially... Uh, hurting straight marriages. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. As you may or may not be aware, currently, uh, in Down Under, there, or in, recently there's been, there's a vote happening. They're having a national referendum. On gay on marriage. Whether yes. or not to allow gay marriage. Yes. Because they've allowed domestic partnerships up till now. But it's time to, it's time to talk now, marriage. Now they want the full thing. Right. All right, gotcha. Or some... Some people do. Others very much do not want the full thing. <laughs> and, really? Uh, and uh, one of those people. I thought were... Australia had their shit together more than that. No. They don't? Absolutely not. Oh. Uh, one of the people who definitely does not want gay marriage is uh, Presbyterian Minister Stephen North, uh, who recently canceled a straight wedding. That he was go- that he was all set to perform, right? Because he saw on the couple's Facebook pages that they were in favor of gay marriage. Oh. Uh, the bride, what a dick! Posted a thing about I, I know it's not something every will everyone will agree on, and that's fine. But this is what I stand for, and frankly, it doesn't affect my relationship with my partner one bit. Uh, <laughs> To which she got a response from the minister, or eventually she heard from the minister uh, that, quote, by continuing to officiate, it would appear either that I support your views on same-sex marriage or that I am uncaring about the matter. As you know, neither statement is correct. Oh, boy. Uh, So the Ebenezer St. John's Church uh, will not be performing this marriage oh no the couple has now left that church in in outrage absolutely yeah oh my god what an what a dick and what a wrong dick yeah here's the other thing she had already they this couple had already informed him that there would be gay people in the wedding party and at the wedding and he was okay with that he was totally down with that Oh, but he couldn't. Him. But he thought that you know their stance was gonna was going to so badly reflect on him that he just couldn't, uh, in good conscience, <laughs> be associated with oh, those views. No. Which you know that he has married people with much worse views yeah. than that. Oh he my has. God. Yeah. This is the <laughs> the Ebenezer Saint Scrooge. Yeah. Uh, Presbyterian Church. Indeed. Oh my God! What a dick. Where was it? Sydney. Uh, no. Somewhere. I don't know where it I is. could name, like, the two other Australian cities that... Canberra. Or... Oh, I I always forget that one. It's the capital. I know, but I still always forget it. Yeah. Anyway, somewhere in Australia that happened. 
Uh, if you'd like to correct our geography or chime in on any of the things that we've talked about, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, you can do so right into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. It is. He's not lying. Uh, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join is a closed group, but we'll let you in. We will. So, Dan. Yeah. We uh, we have a, a little clip here. Some satanic shit's been going down. Well, okay. So, this is a reference. So, Alex Jones is about to go crazy. As he go crazy, as he likes to do, uh, <laughs> what he's going to be referencing is like vaguely he'll glance off of this, but there is that sort of that case in the Midwest, some in Missouri, maybe I don't remember okay. where it is, where a member of the Satanic Temple is suing the state because that state, whatever state it is, has has very restrictive abortion laws, and she wanted an abortion and she didn't want to have to wait the the two day waiting period or whatever. And she she says it, and because Satanic Temple has crafted their beliefs in such a way that uh, one of them one of the beliefs is that basically she has a right to get an abortion when she wants it. So, uh, right, using the same law that Hobby Lobby used to to get around having to provide contraception for their employees, right? She is suing. On religious uh, on on religious grounds to have the right not to have to wait for an abortion, right? Fantastic. Uh, so, Satanism, abortion, it's it's all good uh, for for Alex Jones. So here's <laughs> here's what he had to say. They take the little cute, desperate baby, and then they sit there with a scalpel on the baby, even at nine months, is fighting, and then, and they go, "Look how tough I am," and just. <laughs> They go, I love you, Satan. I love you, Satan, as the baby begs. And they all run over and start drinking the blood and slurping. And they all have sex with each other. And and they just pledge to get your kids and pledge to overthrow God and pledge to overthrow prosperity. And when they drive through the countryside and see your nice cut fields and your pretty little farmhouses and your nice kids, they want to kill you. Planned Parenthood teams up with Satanists to promote abortion in Missouri. <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh. How many times do you hear about an abortionist getting busted because they're keeping babies alive or they're doing rituals or they're having sex with the corpses, and then they'll argue in court, it's my religion, I'm a Satanist. Because they'll have nurses in there at these abortuaries where they're doing the partial birth. I mean, who wants, even if you believe in abortion, to kill seven, eight, nine-month-old babies that are operable outside the womb and would be Give it up to adoption. People will, will pay you up to a hundred grand for those babies through legal systems. Why do they want to go kill them? Why is a woman going to pay three thousand dollars to have a partial birth abortion done? Why, well, they, number one, they're selling the body parts. The mothers don't know it. They're ignorant. But sometimes it's a satanic ritual, and they go ahead and take the baby out, and they get and they kill it right there, and the mother's involved. And I've talked to law enforcement. It's come out in the news. You can just search engine, uh, abortion doctor was a Satanist. Or you can search uh, top Nazi doctor, then traveled to Latin America to be an abortionist, and it was also an occultist. I mean, you see this everywhere. Well, of course, who wants to kill nine-month-old babies? Devil worshipers. Oh, there you have it. I that That was a mess. That was... One long, like, amazing stream of consciousness thing. That that like there there there's just there's words I've never heard there. A abortuary. An abortuary. That's Fantastic. a great word. Well coined, uh, he, sir. His, well coined. Uh, calling the the unborn child a seven month old baby. A nine month old baby. Or a nine month old baby right. is pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's, that's not how that works. No. We start counting once they're birthed. That's not a baby yet. No. Oh. So, uh, so, and also, like, yeah, no, they're apparently, apparently what the Satanists are doing is aborting the baby, but not killing it. They're making sure that it's 
born and then murdering it. Because uh, the Satanism is all very, very real. And slurp the blood. Oh they're, oh, they're drinking the hell out of the blood and having sex with each other. Yeah. Oh, no. They're having sex with each other, Frank. What are we going to do? I don't know. That is terrifying. What a... What an amazingly awful abortuary. <laughs> it's the worst abortuary of all. No. Oh, man. So there you go. Satan's. Uh, here's the thing. And of course, he has people search engine a bunch of things. Uh, using, <laughs> frankly, the use of the phrase search engine as a verb is alarming to me. Yeah. Search on the Internet. Yeah. Search. But then he gives them the the headlines of articles that are probably on his website right and he's like how much how often do you hear about this stuff you hear about it all the time from me quite honestly no i've never heard about that you hear about it if you listen if you watch his show i'll bet you'd hear about it a lot probably that's probably <laughs> fair because i'm sure but it's one of his favorite topics that's really crackers right there that's just oh that man who gave him a microphone but then again <laughs> who gave us a microphone we, we, g- we gave ourselves we microphones. Did. Yeah, this is the day and age when you can just buy your own damn microphone and start yeah. a chatting. So we had some people write into us, we, call yes, into us. Indeed. We've got some, uh, some missives to, uh, to answer. Uh, should I, I'll dive in with a, a, an email. Hey, guys, this is from Emily. I'm a new listener of your podcast and highly enjoy them. Thanks for keeping me entertained uh, on my drive to work. So I was raised Catholic and recently moved to a town in Florida called Ave Maria. I think we talked about Ave Maria, Florida. It was a planned community. Um, As all planned communities in Florida go, she says, uh, it is in the middle of nowhere and gated and all that. But with the addition of Ave Maria University and the huge church in the center, it is a little cultish. Oh. Anyway, who just wanted to pass on a little story. Irma is bearing down on us, and my landlord called to ask about the hurricane shutters uh, and said he talked to the priest about church this weekend, and thank God the priest said it will not be a sin to miss church Saturday or Sunday <laughs> because of Irma. Okay. Uh, I haven't been to church in a while, and I certainly was not planning on going uh, during a Category 5 hurricane, but thanks for the reass- reassurance. Yeah, now they got Maria headed wow. out there. Who knows? Yeah. The, you People could be skipping church left and right. Madness. Or, yeah. <laughs> what, what is going to happen to this community? Yeah. So we're all praying for Emily. Thoughts and prayers, Emily. Yeah. Anyway. That's do you, nice. Do, do you have a, a Yeah, well, voicemail? I have a voicemail. Uh, this is a uh, response to a couple episodes ago um, wherein we had talked about sort of the confluence of uh, Christian schools, mm. racism, yeah. um, and all of that kind of stuff in the South and kind of how that mechanism works. In and homeschooling. Prop up, yeah, in order to kind of, you know, underfund the public schools because it's really just the African-American kids. Right. And the white racists have their private schools. Private schools. Whatever. And probably a lot of non-racists, but just people who can afford it. Right. And because the public schools have been underfunded, so forth and so on. But it's a vicious, horrible cycle. Anyway, somebody who kind of experienced that whole thing sharing her story. Right. Hey, Frank, Dan, and company. Uh, I just wanted to weigh in on the article you guys discussed at the end of the last episode. Um, I think you said the woman who wrote the article is fairly young, but I wanted to share my experience. Uh, In 2013, I graduated from a Cobb County public high school in Georgia, Cobb County is actually a really well-off area, and their schools are considered pretty high quality for Georgia public schools. Um, I would say our teachers definitely glossed over the slavery and allowed states' rights narrative to be circulated by students without much resistance. Uh, Additionally, in this quote-unquote higher quality education I received, I was taught abstinence-only sex ed. Before that, uh, my entire K-8 through education was, in fact, in private Christian schools. And I'm afraid this is all too common amongst middle and upper class whites in Georgia. They self-segregate. I went to college in a town in middle Georgia, and it was, in fact, worse. The black population in town was higher than average, but their public high school, a Title IX school, had much higher black populations. Uh, Because of the white families sending their kids to private Christian schools, uh, whether or not they could really afford it, 
Uh, I have tons of anecdotes to reinforce my point, but I won't take up any more of your airtime. All of this is really just to say yes. Yes, the racism in the South is alive and well and inextricably linked to their Christianity. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, there you go. From the from 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 the belly of the beast itself. Yeah. Reports from the from education in the South. Yeah. That doesn't sound very good. No. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of badly educated people down there. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I just, I I don't even, I don't even know Yeah, what, what kind of hope I have for some, a lot of parts of the South. Well, yeah. And it's one of those things where like, unless they went on to college and got out of proper, the area, properly educated. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's going to be a whole bunch of people who think they know things mm -hmm. that are that are absolutely wrong. Yeah, exactly. Cool, guys. Great job, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we got another email. Uh, hey there, you atheist fiends. I have only recently discovered your podcast, and I'm thoroughly enjoying each episode I've listened to in your back catalog, as well as your new episodes when they drop. In your Eclipse episode, you said you didn't think LDS Mormon genealogy was used for blood purity. You remember we had someone yeah. write into us about that. Yeah. Uh, while it may not have been publicly promoted as such, it has most certainly been used for this. Uh, he goes back. He he went deep. I had to. Uh, I'm 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 picking and choosing what I what I'm reading because he, okay. he provided a lot of links and a lot of stuff. Um, okay. In the April 2, 1936 issue of the Millennial Star, that's a, a, an, L, an older LDS publication, Mark E. Peterson, who was uh, some sort of apostle of the church, hmm. uh, has, has an article titled, What Started the Quest for Ancestors? Oh. Uh, where he says, what, so one of the quotes, and I did, he provided the link, I did check this out. Um, you don't really need any context for this, because what he said was, Quote, conditions in, remind you, I'm going to remind our listeners, this is 36, so uh, the war has not become, hasn't really started yet. Well, the, where are we at? 36? In 1936, the U.S. is well without, of not, not entered not, Yeah, no, yeah. As far as, like, what's going on in Europe, yeah, I think by 36, Germany has started to aggress. Right, but uh, the the whole, like mass killing of jews thing has not come to light we none, do not know about that none yet. of that stuff no, has no, happened no. but anyway. eugenics is uh a big heavy proud practice alive and well yeah alive and well and uh and i think this is a very t so with that context yeah this is a very telling thing for him to say conditions in europe also reveal a widespread inter interest in ancestry since hitler's accession uh, he has required his, his people to prove their Aryan birth hmm. by genetical pedigrees, or sorry, by genealogical pedigrees, hmm. making Germany a land of researchers. Oh, wow. Isn't that cute? Huh. They're researchers. Yes. To Good for them. Prove their worthiness uh, as Aryans. Wow. Nice. Uh, uh, also, this the emailer goes on to say, uh, as shown... In neither white nor black, Brigham Young, uh, founder of our fair church, Mormonism has uh, and, and is, this city is quoted as saying, "Any man having one drop of the seed of Cain in him, that would be Negro blood." For those of you who don't, who can't translate that yourselves, uh, and you're using that word because that's a word that he would use. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, <laughs> Just thought I would definitely point no, I, that out. I, I don't personally. I know you. I know you well enough. I don't personally speak of the African American community as as Negroes now. I just no. wanted to make yeah. make sure everybody's clear on that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, any man having one drop of the seed of Cain in him cannot hold the priesthood. And if no other prophet ever spake it before, I will say it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh boy! I know it is true, and others know it. Uh, the LDS Church has since backed off of that. But that was sense. a word. Of, those are words of a prophet, Dan. Yes, yes, indeed, and not tremendously equivocal about it. No, uh, pretty damned saying I am a prophet, and I'm saying this. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. Um, 
so yeah, I guess it does make sense. So like it became a very important thing for Mormons to know that they that were they didn't have a drop of cane. Pure, pure white, liliest of white, uh, and delightsome, uh, lest they be denied the uh, the priesthood. Yeah, including uh, you know, he, there was a story of a of a of a young man who was uh, going to marry a girl, and then and then her mother didn't want want it to happen. Her family didn't want it to happen because somehow a rumor had gotten around that he had a little bit of African blood in him. Uh, and he had to appeal. Anyway. Wow. All right. uh, this was this was sent in by Sharem. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Sounds good. Well, I have a voicemail. Yeah. Uh, that is a question for us. Oh, good. So I'm just going to play it. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is Jessica. I just wanted to know what your guys' aha moment to when religion was really just a bunch of bull. Um, just a quick story of mine was when I was young, probably in my early teens, like 13 or so, I had a lot of personal stuff going on in my life, and I kept praying and praying and praying, and I remember it so specifically about how I kept praying, and nothing ever changed. And at a certain point, I just went, this is a whole bunch of shit, isn't it? So I'm sure you guys have mentioned it before, but I thought I'd just add to the conversation. I love you guys, and I can't wait to hear you guys talk about some more bullcrap soon. All right. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah. Uh, we have talked a little bit before about sort of our yeah. exit from religion, but uh, I think it warrants us telling our, our stories again. Revisiting? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I know for me, it was, I went through a very long, uh, a, a very difficult Six month period of because uh, I was a deep true believer right in Mormonism, and then I, uh, I I suddenly realized at some point along the way that I hadn't really felt the confirmation the burning in my bosom that I right. was meant to like Jessica. So yeah. time to time to pray, time to kneel down, try to yeah. time to and I dug in. Yeah, like six months of like really intense prayer fasting. Oh. Really, you fasted? I did. I absolutely fasted. Wow. I, I I read scripture. Did you have any family fast with you? Did no, you have... I did this all by myself. I didn't talk to anyone about it. Oh, I didn't wow. ask anyone okay. about it. I didn't talk to my bishop or anything. Okay. Uh, because I felt like it was for me, and this needed to be about mm. me. It feels like maybe you did that wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> How about that? Anyway, I so I couldn't uh, so I did uh, so I did this. I went through all of this, and uh, yeah, when nothing happened, then I went to my bishop and I said, "Hey, I don't know if I believe in God. I don't, you know, I I haven't gotten this, pro- you know, promised revelation that, right. that I'm supposed to get." And he said, "Well, maybe you should go to the temple because it was about that time. I was I was 18 or 19." And it was it was about time for me to go on the mission. So like that's part of what prompted all of this right. is that I was n- not feeling great about going out to tell a whole bunch of other people the truth of something right. that I wasn't convinced of myself. And I was like, yes, let's let's do it. Let let, let me go through the temple, and I will feel and I will feel the spirit there, mm-hmm. and God will reveal Himself to me, and everything will be great. And we sat down for the temple interview. Uh, which every every person has to prove themselves worthy. Oh yeah, uh, and and go through an interview with their bishop to to get a recommend to go to the temple. And I sat down with him, and he said, "Do you believe in God, the Eternal Father, and in His Son Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost?" Those he got out his binder little, and his little script. Yeah, asked that question, yep. and I just stared at him for a second, and I was like, "Well, I don't know." That's the whole point. <laughs> And he just stared at me for a long time. And then I went, oh, I have to answer yes, don't I? And he said, yes. And I said, okay. And I stood up and I shook his hand and I walked out. Huh. Basta. You should have just said yes. That's what most people do. (laughs) That's what almost everybody does. (laughs) I don't know why uh, I thought I was so special. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, everybody says yes. Then you could have gone, checked out the, the pretty temple. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, been the, bored beyond all belief. Yeah. And weirded out. 
yeah skin crawling yeah anyway yeah. so that's that's so that's, that's when that's when i started my 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 leaving process your exit from the church yeah huh i mean yeah i guess uh so you went not, on your mission yeah not but not too dissimilar in the sense of like trying earnestly to get an, a response mm-hmm. right that's kind of jessica had that you did the same thing yeah um and uh yeah like i've spent however many years before the mission trying to figure it all out basically got told i kind of i gave them the answers they wanted to hear right Mm -hmm. because i desperately wanted it all to be true right right and uh and then went went through the temple went on a mission came back from the mission most of the mission probably didn't really feel too positively about everything. Toward the end, I kind of worked myself up into a little bit of a frenzy. Yeah. Um, but if in any given moment I was honest with myself, still didn't really have solid testimony of everything. Right. right? And I uh, got back from the mission and kind of just went through a little thought process experiment lying in you know on campus housing at byu in my bed (laughs) and uh and just was like well what if i don't believe god is you know well no what what if i don't believe that joseph smith well i don't believe in the book of mormon well if i don't believe in the book of mormon i don't believe in church if i don't believe in church you know do i really believe in jesus do i want some other version of jesus right you know i'm like meh what did Jesus ever really do for me? And then it was like, well, okay, but then that leaves God. Yeah, I guess I don't believe in God. And then I like really kind of dared myself to really kind of accept it. Uh-huh. You know, like what what will change if I just what if accept I, right, right now that there is no God? And I'm like, okay, I don't believe in God. And Isn't nothing, that a great moment? And nothing really changed. Yeah. And then I very quickly started coming out to like, my friends yeah. you know it coming out in multiple multiple in multiple ways. ways and coming out in that an conversation with those first few friends it was i'm atheist i don't believe in god i'm well, atheist I'm, I'm i'm gay i don't believe in god right. I'm gay. i don't believe in god and um and i had some pretty good friends at byu so um, you know i found a liberal enclave right right and uh and so that process was not that painful. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. But there you go. There you go. Uh, Hey, we've got some folks we need to thank. Yes, we do. We have two new donors on uh, Patreon. Ooh. (laughs) We have one new faithful listener, Dave. Uh, So thank you, Dave. And one new venerable listener. Ooh. Michelle. Oh. So thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Dave and Michelle. Yeah. And... Our Lord and Savior yes. continues to, to, be, to be... To be Lord and Savior, Angela. Angela! Oh, God bless you, Angela. Angela! You know, it's not a coincidence that her name means angel. I know. That's, that's real. Oh, yeah. She is, she is an angel. Uh, so we bless all of you, uh, donors and non, but donors just a little bit more, <laughs> in the name of Angela. Amen. Amen. So, Frank. Yes, Dan. Um, there has been, I think, revelations level catastrophe in the world in the last month. Really? Just gnashing of teeth and tearing of hair the four horsemen have appeared uh, in the name and the names of the four horsemen are apparently uh uh harvey irma jose and now maria because they're it's a, little, a little heavy on the latino names i did not name the hurricanes <laughs> harvey the big name down in mexico everybody's named harvey Apparently. Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. Hervé. Uh, the, so, yeah, we've got a lot. Of, and then, you know, there are fires in Oregon, Washington, and 
and uh, and Montana and all over. And, yeah. and huge f- amounts of flooding uh, from monsoons in Asia, in Southeast Asia. Yeah. It's, uh, it's and, almost and as just if today, the climate were changing, Dan. No, 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 no. Don't you go there. It's Jeebus. Just today <laughs> there was a 7.1 earthquake in Mexico City. Yeah, I can't blame climate change on that. No. Or that on climate change. Correct. But, be- so the only explanation is Jesus then. That's the only oh, you're one. Totally right. Because earthquakes never happen. Nope. Outside of hurricane season. Apparently, it's like the anniversary of the really bad Mexico City earthquake that happened like in the eighties. I think. Really? I don't like, know. To I, the day? Yeah, I think so. But I can't really verify that. That's so really I'm weird. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, oh um, here's what I, here's what we're getting at. It's obvious. So there's there's two obvious things at play when you're a religious person who believes in signs from God. Mm. And all of this shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, you hear all about pray that Irma doesn't oh, destroy yeah. everything. Pray oh, yeah. for the victims. Pray for Irma to turn left. Pray for Maria to turn right. Whatever. Pray, 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 pray. Right. Pray that this doesn't, that the, you know, to mitigate this catastrophe in some way. But then the catastrophe happens. It happens... Uh, you know, and Houston goes underwater for a minute, uh, and Florida is without power, and right. things are all busted, and all of the Caribbean is just so. So your your, pr- your initial prayers were for naught. The prayers didn't work. Prayers did not work. But now, so how do we you continue your praying? Right in a, in a can different we, can way. Can we please please help us get through this? Yeah, Lord, give us strength. Lord, give us uh, the wherewithal. You and know, those give are us more food. likely to feel like they were answered. Sure, because you will find your own strength, and FEMA will show up with food. Absolutely. And well, and I saw a thing online that was like you know a thing that was going around online that was uh, somebody had posted a thing about you know we don't get enough time with our families. In this day and age, everybody sort of retreats to their iPhones and their, you know, video games or whatnot. We never spend any time together. So if it took God sending a hurricane for all of us to be just sitting quietly in the same room together. Killing all these people. Quiet about that. (laughs) Wreaking havoc. Upending people's lives. They were probably bad people anyway, but the good people are just sitting in their living rooms with their family, finally having some family time. Playing Uno. You know, it, this is the Lord bringing families together. Oh. Praise the Lord him. works in mysterious Doesn't ways. Doesn't he just? Doesn't he just? Oh, so glad we get to have an iPhone break. Uh, <laughs> so, while people are dying. While people are dying. And drowning. Yeah, while someone's suffering. Someone's starving. life support has now stopped. The thing that They don't have fresh water. Yeah. They're subjected to They're harsh now, chemicals in the water. People are now homeless. Millions of people without their the homes that they're oh, living in. Oh, but thank in. God we get to just enjoy this. With, Ugh. It's going to be a hard cleanup. That is cleanup. fucked, Dan. I'm telling you. I cannot even believe somebody went there. I'm telling you. That is this is the shit that happened. bullshit. But this is the mind of the the Christian, right? It's everything has to fit somehow into this framework and god is benevolent so how the fuck do we square that circle when benevolent god has sent malevolent hurricane yeah or earthquake or fill in the blank disaster so i think i think this is where this what we need to remember about and then of course the other response is well, God sent this hurricane because of sin. Oh, yeah. Because we as a country have deserved it for how bad we are. We know that there's precedent. He killed everybody but the ones on the boat that one time. Yeah. He, he's he's likes, a pretty bad marksman. Well, he, 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 he just, you he, know, like he, he often he uses, aims, he often uses a bomb where a gun would suffice. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but because, like, if we're if we're so wicked, right, yeah. and that's why the storm is coming, is because we're so wicked. Why is it that 
the the good family people the good the, this nice little family down the road that they're the ones that are wiped out yeah why do they have to suffer why, why do why are children being swept away in the water yeah right good were good they people, wicked good people right? dying this this is a trying to save horrifying god it's a terrifying god horrifying but that he would just so indiscriminately just i mean this is like just a messy just shotgun you know just, yeah and it happens and when it hits it hits and it so often happens at least in our country to the most religious part of our country the most <laughs> christian part of our country is down in the south of these united states well they are the most wicked well they don't think so <laughs> But my goodness, if your belief system requires that all of these uh, weather phenomena and all of these awful catastrophes are part of God's plan. So you have to believe that they're part of God's plan and you have to believe that God is benevolent. Right. Man, that's a tricky, that's a a cute little mind fuck they've got for themselves. Maybe God's upset at you because you're not baking cakes for gay people. (laughs) You refuse to open your pizza parlor. They seem never to come to that conclusion. <laughs> never once does the conclusion happen that like, oh, we're not being Christian by being loving enough. Yeah. You, you are, <laughs> God is punishing you because you're racist, homophobic, sexist, you're and jerks. just ignorant in general. Yeah. That's why God is punishing right. you. You're ignoring science. You're ignoring uh, good information. <laughs> I'm giving you all of this good information, and you're ignoring it. God is angry. God's mad as hell. Yeah. Why don't they come to that conclusion? I don't know. Like he's like, you know what? Global warming's real. I'll prove it to you if I have to. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll wreck you to prove it to you. Yeah. Is that what you want? Yes, please. These people. So yes, but that's never the conclusion. No, never. It's never, always never. that someone's bumholing someone else, and that's the problem. Or a boy wants to be a girl, or a girl wants to be a boy, and well, suddenly, you got that wrong, Dan. Suddenly, there's the problem. There's right. suddenly that's what God's mad about. People who don't hurt other people, but right. are but are doing something. That they think is right. icky. They go around actually hurting people. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they can't see it. No. Because they were, they're hurting for Jesus. They're hurt, hurting for Jesus. Uh, <laughs> dot com should be something. I hope someone just snaps that up and puts images of us on there. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a uh, th- this is exactly this is the thing. This is where they all go. And and uh, I sympathize with them because. Cognitively, uh, it is a terrible position to be in. You cannot make sense of all of that stuff. No. There is no line that you can draw where it all makes sense. So they just grasp in the darkness for anything. Yeah. And most of them strangely turn to hateful things. I don't get it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. And then, and what's amazing, and what's really amazing is that like, 99% 99% of everyone's response, even in the midst of everything, is to love and help each other. Right. That is just human response. Right. You you look out for your neighbor. You get in there. You see. You know. You you save somebody. That's how you respond. Yeah. And yet, uh, the stories that they want to tell, that they're interested in, these religious people, are the stories of looting. And how what savages people become, and all of this stuff, and it's just, it's just so backwards, mm-hmm. because their brains have to bend in contortions that they that no brain should ever go to, <laughs> in order to make that work. Uh, so that's just it's nutty. That's it, it is nutty. Dan. I think the conclusion here it is, is nutty. Uh, and it's nuts. groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. It's a groundbreaking conclusion, but it's nutty. Yeah. Well, this was more about the journey than the destination. <laughs> anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys have anything you want to say, if you're in the midst, if you're in the, if you're in one of these disaster zones and you want to talk about it, uh, write to us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. 
Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Indeed, indeed. Uh, hey, remember that we are on Facebook now, all of our shows at facebook.com slash TGIA. YouTube. We're on YouTube. What did I say? I said Facebook? Yeah. That's fun. We've been on Facebook for a while. Yeah, youtube.com slash TGIA. That's the one uh, where you can see us and and, and crit- critique our fashion choices. That's always fine. <laughs> um and uh, and also, hey, we got people to thank. Uh, I want to thank Mackenzie uh, for her hard work on our Facebook page, and thanks to Sarah, Amy, and Danny for their fine work as moderators of the Members Only Lounge. And thanks go out to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yeah, they're great. Uh, and thank you, fine, beautiful listener and viewer, for tuning in. Bye bye.